As you stand for a moment here, I am so honored to be with you. It's been a little while, about four years since my last time here, and ever since then, we've been through an interesting chapter, just a tad. Honored to be with you. Uh, we, we had some travel glitches in the proverbial matrix getting here. My travel assistant didn't make it, and I flew out of, yeah, it became complicated. But here we are. And, and there's an assignment for such a time as this. And so where's Joshua at? Come here, young man. We're going to illustrate something here. Bishop Brown, thank you. I'm honored to be with you. This incredible state. And Bishop Tony Stewart, my covenant brother, is here somewhere, unless he was raptured again. Um, he's somewhere here. And I'm honored to be here. Now, before you're seated, I just need you to hear me. I, I, we... We're living officially in a cuckoo for Cocoa Puff season. Four words to describe what's coming next. I, before you're seated, I need you to just speak to someone next to you and just tell them four words. Watch God show up. Tell your other neighbor, watch God show up. In your family, in your home, in your marriage, in your ministry, in your calling, in your church, in your community, in your generation. Can we be so bold and declare even in America and in the nations, watch God show up. If you believe it, give God your best shout of praise like you knew. I'm going to read the Word of God, two verses, two verses. First of all, I, I, want, I need many moons ago, many years ago, this is a biblical narrative that will undergird the Word, the Spirit of God placed in my heart for y'all today. But talking about, we live in a day and age just like the days of Ahab, Jezebel, and Baal. And, and many years ago, Jezebel tweeted, In 21st century contextualization, it would be equivalent to a tweet. That's her handle, Jesse. Hey, Elijah, in 24 hours, you will die. That's 1 Kings 19.2. I swear by my gods, she said. Let me read the different versions from NIV to NLT. I swear by my gods. May my gods... Punish me and even strike me dead if in 24 hours, Elijah would not be dead. She said in 24 hours, the prophet who was responsible for doing away with her team on top of the mountain would die. She said in 24 hours, you will die. She tweeted. She sent a message to Elijah. She prophesied. Not only did that Elijah not die, but in 1 Kings 19, 19, Elijah went and found Elisha plowing the field. Elijah went over to him, threw his cloak, his mantle across his shoulders, and walked away. I want to speak to you briefly on the subject matter. Jezebel's tweet 
or Elijah's mantle? Which one defines you? Before you're seated, the final declaration for now, touch your neighbor, the one you like the most, and tell him, when heaven starts it, hell cannot stop it. Tell your other neighbor, the one you barely tolerate. When heaven starts it, hell cannot stop it. You may be seated. Joshua, I'm going to need you to be the Elisha and hold on to the, hold on to the barrel. You've been working out recently? Well, by faith you are now. Because this is the mantle. And before this sermon is over, we're going to put this on you. And we're going to demonstrate what's about to happen next. It, it's, we are convinced. I was interviewed a few weeks ago by a major publication. And I was asked, you know, how do you best contextualize our current landscape? And, and I referenced this story here. I said, I'm convinced and convicted. First Kings 17, 18, 19 speaks to this very hour. I believe that spiritually speaking, we're living in the days just like the days of Ahab, Jezebel, and Baal. Ahab was a horrible king, a mucho malo hombre. Jezebel was his wife and she was nasty on steroids. She hated the prophets, she persecuted preachers, she rejected truth. Elijah was God's chosen prophet. And he was a man with that mantle, that mantle of authority. Now I need you to hear me. We're going to juxtapose Jezebel's tweet with the mantle. The mantle that I'm referencing, if you're taking any notes, and good luck with that, the first thing we need to understand is what's upon us. It's the mantle of the Spirit. If I say the mantle of the Spirit. It, in 21st century America and around the world, there is a spiritual battle. No joke, no hype, no emotional exuberance, no hyperbole. We, Dorothy, we're not in Kansas. This is the craziest season, arguably, in the history of humanity. Things are spiraling down. Every single day you think things can't get darker. You turn on the news, things are getting darker. And you name it in every single front, the economic front, the moral front, in every single front, things are getting darker. We're living in the days just like the days of Ahab, Jezebel, and Baal. What does this mean? We can't deny the fact the spirit of Jezebel is alive and well. Persecuting, prosecuting, and attempting to silence the children of the cross. And Jezebel represents the manipulative, sexually coerced, perverse, corrupt cultural spirit with the intention to kill the prophetic voices. To silence truth and construct Asherah poles in order to marginalize the oracles of righteousness and justice. Jezebel is alive and well. It is a spirit that exploits the moment in our lives when we are exhausted. Revelation 2.20 says that we, we may be even guilty of unfortunately tolerating the spirit of Jezebel. There's one thing I have against you. You have tolerated the spirit of Jezebel. We are what we tolerate. We are what we tolerate. We have the power to rebuke. And unfortunately, because of political correctness, we tolerate things we have the power to rebuke. The spirit of Ahab is alive and well, robbing love, killing joy, and destroying peace. Ahab represents forces with access and authority attempting to prompt us to sacrifice truth on the altar of expediency. In 1 Kings 16.34, it was Ahab, the first king who had the audacity to give permission for the rebuilding of the walls of Jericho. Y'all didn't hear that. No one would ever dare rebuild what God brought down. Ahab came along and said, I have the audacity to authorize the rebuilding of the very thing that God brought down. Rebuild the walls of Jericho. That spirit is alive and well in America. 
we are seeing the re-emergence of walls that God already knocked down. That's why we can't drink the stuff that we're watching on television and on social media. Even some of the stuff we're seeing with the discord and the division and the polarization based on economic and race and ethnicity. I want to remind everyone here, we need to remind everyone, there is no such thing as a black church, a white church, a brown church, a yellow church, or a red church. There's only one church, the church of Jesus. That's the one the gates of hell will not, shall not, may not, cannot, no way, no how prevail against her. The spirit of Baal is alive and well. That, that spirit, if you do your biblical due diligence, it was that false god Baal and those that acquiesced to that false ideology that demanded child sacrifice. That spirit is alive and well. That's the spirit of abortion. Call it by name. And I don't care if y'all don't invite me. I love Bishop Brown. Y'all don't invite me again. That's fine. For any Christian who looks at me and says, abortion is a political issue, you need to repent in the name of Jesus. It is not a political issue. It is a righteousness and justice issue. As a church, we have to stand up in the name of Jesus and protect the sanctity of life in the womb and out of the womb. is the spirit of Baal and it's coming after our children and our children's children again we that's all man I'm gonna come there's a spirit coming I live I, I come from California y'all y'all in the y'all in like a free state I don't live in the free state and, and there's agendas that are coming down and, and the agenda is coming out. We need the church to rise up with the mantle. And we need the church to say, enough is enough. Stop sexualizing our children. Stop coming after our children. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. All these spirits are alive and well, but he, here's a deep seminary endorsed, biblically contextualized, Hebrew exegetically substantiated phrase. All the years of seminary for the following phrase. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. I don't care what you see on ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, Fox News, Univision, Telemundo. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Everything you're reading, everything you're hearing, don't drink the Kool-Aid. The most powerful spirit on the planet today is not Ahab, it's not Jezebel, and it's not Baal. The most powerful spirit still on the planet today is still the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. If you have that spirit, shout like you have them. If you have that... If you have that spirit, praise like you have them. If you have that spirit, pray like you have them. If you have that spirit, preach like you have them. If you have that spirit, live like you have them. For it is not by might nor by power, but by my. First John 2.27, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. That spirit, that's our mantle. That's our mantle. 1 John 2.27, what a truth. The mantle, the anointing, the authority, 
It's not from the outside in. First John 2, 27, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that anointing is not, you're not anointed from the outside in. You're anointed from the inside out. There is an anointing on you. And listen, again, I don't, I got beat. Are we streaming? Are we? Well, bless your heart. I come from California. Y'all didn't experience this here. This is true. You could Google it. Make sure you do your Google due diligence. Make sure I'm not exaggerating. I confronted this head on in California. So in California during COVID, um, we are streaming. So it, what happened was in California during COVID, of course, my governor, bless his heart. My governor said churches were not essential, so he immediately just said, you can't meet, can't gather, all that. that. That was like, you know, given. I mean, the writing was on the wall. But then he took something like never been done before in American history. He signed an executive decree, Google this, make sure I'm not making this up, where he said, not only can you not gather and have church, you can't have any sort of gathering in your own home with your family where you do any of the following, worship, Sing, praise, or chant. It was the chanting part that killed the Rodriguez's. <laughs> Wake up every morning, honey, let's chant. Ah. Not making this up, the governor of California signed an executive order that actually said I couldn't have church in my home with my family. We are streaming. I'm going to make this clear. There's not an executive order. I said there's not an executive order, a Supreme Court decision, a presidential executive order, a governor's decree. There's not even a law or a social media campaign that will ever have the power to stop the Holy Spirit from moving. where that spirit is present there is freedom oh wow are there any questions it is the mantle of the spirit it is the mantle the mantle versus the tweet the mantle that I'm referencing is the mantle of drought fire and rain somebody say drought fire and rain the mantle was just not anything it embodied and represented the prophetic spiritual authority upon this holy man of God oh it was upon him in 1st Kings 17:1. When he exercised holy authority and unleashed a drought in 1 Kings 18.38, when he prayed down fire, 1 Kings 18.41, when he shouted, here comes the rain. It's, it's drought, fire, and rain. It's drought, fire, and rain. It's drought, fire, and rain. If y'all been through a drought in your life, relational, spiritual, in your family, in your ministry, raise one hand. You've been through a couple of big droughts, raise both hands. You've been through so many droughts, you've lost count, raise both hands on a foot. 
If you've been through so many droughts, if right now on my iPhone I Google the word drought, the algorithm will automatically take me to your Instagram account. <laughs> drought. Here's the problem. Many people want to jump from drought to rain without ever going through the fire. You can't bypass the process. The God of the process is the same God of the outcome. I will it is, it is Matthew 3, 11. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with and the fire does not primarily make you dance with joy. The fire, first and foremost, makes you bow down in repentance. Holiness still matters. The fire sanctifies you. The fire purifies you. The fire refines you. So the fire season in your life is when God removes ideas, actions, behavior, and even people from around you that in the future would have impeded the fulfillment of his divine purpose and assignment. So here it is. If you've been through the drought and you've been through the fire, I need you to put a smile on your face because the next thing coming your way is nothing less than abundant rain. Somebody shout here. Here comes the rain. I dare you to raise your hands and say, upon my family, here comes the rain. Upon my children and my children's children and my children's children's children, here comes the rain. Somebody shout if you believe there is rain. Ezekiel 34, 26, Deuteronomy 28, verse 8. And little side note. Those that prayed with you in the drought deserve to dance with you in the rain. Oh. Number three, quickly, it is the mantle of speaking truth with love. Oh, with that mantle, we're juxtaposing the mantle and the tweet. With that mantle, the prophet Elijah had a moment. He confronted, he confronted Ahab and his minions on top of Mount Carmel, one of the iconic moments in Scripture. 1 Kings 18.21 has one of the most tragic verses you could possibly read. Elijah looks at God's people, the people of Israel, and says, it's time to make up your minds. Y'all going to follow Ahab and Jezebel and Baal or the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Which one is it? And here it is. It says the following. And the people said nothing. They refused to vote. They didn't want to take sides. They didn't want to offend. They didn't want to lose followers on Facebook and Instagram. So they just, we're not going to choose any sides because this is just too controversial. Oh boy. Mm, kumbaya Christianity is a dangerous thing. We, we need, with this mantle, it's not for us to, with this mantle, truth with love, the mantle, this anointing, this fresh infusion coming your way. As we believe by faith through Christ, the next thing to fill the nations will not be a new political ideology, a new social movement. The next thing to fill the nations will be the glory of the risen Christ. I truly believe we're about to see more people come to Jesus as Lord and Savior than ever before in human history. How many believe that with me? I 
truly believe we're about to flip the script on every single dissenter, hater, critic, and even internal writers who are writing that Christianity in America will not survive. And since COVID, you have seen surveys declaring that churches have lost anywhere from 35 to 50% of pre-COVID Sunday attendance. One of them said clearly, explicitly in a survey, according to our studies, I have no idea what the methodology was. I question it. And the, and the, the statement was, we predict that these people will never come back. In other words, one-third of all Christians that attend the church will never come to church again. That was just declared in the past five months. I rebuke that declaration in the name of Jesus. How many believe we're about to see our churches explode with a harvest? How, how many believe we're about to see our prodigal sons and daughters come back? believe we're about to see the glory of Jesus like we have never seen before it is a mantle of speaking truth with love that only God can make something out of nothing Genesis 1 1 only God can make a way where there is no way Isaiah 43 19 only God can show up and restore the damage like the damage never happened Luke 22 51 we need to speak truth with love let me let me illustrate something here. This is a book I wrote during COVID that God blessed. We were on Good Morning America and a number of other shows, and God blessed it. They, they brought me into a program, and, and they asked me, usually they bring me in to discuss society and politics and culture, and this time they said, Pastor Sam, we want you to come in and give us a word. So we were on secular television around the world just sharing the gospel. And, and God blessed the book. It's called Persevere with Power. Let me, let me show you something real quick here. Help me out here, Elijah. Joshua, Elijah. <laughs> J.E., whatever. We're not gonna say. This is the book. It's good. It's, it's what heaven starts. Hell cannot stop. So hold my mic for a second here. Good book. God bless you. This is Dress for Success. That's the name of that page right there. That just happened. The mantle of holy confrontation. That's what we're discussing right now, actually. Put that away. Let me look at my ear. Go at God's speed. When he tucked in the mantle and he ran against Ahab in the chair, remember? He had a Maserati. He had a pair of Nikes. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, not Nikes. Adidas. We're, we're, we're ignoring Nikes. Yeah, so, yeah. We, we don't do Nikes anymore. All right. Here, here, here. Um, when less is more. Hands on ripping, but forget it. That's you're not going to get that for you. Well, thank you. Uh, it's discounted. Anyone who wants it at the back table. <laughs> so this is my book. It's missing a number of pages, and um, and so my my ripping off pages from from the book that I wrote by the grace of God, biblically substantiated. It's undergirded with the Word of God, committed to biblical orthodoxy, but. I ripped off some pages. It's going to do very little as it pertains to confronting Ahab, Jezebel, and Baal in the law. I, I need an old school Bible. Can I get a Bible? Thanks, Bishop. You're the best. Mm. It's a nice one, too. It's leather bound. It's pretty. Let's do the same thing. Is this Bible? What version is this? This would be, let's do this. Yeah, and New King James Version. All right, let's do it. 
excuse me? They don't want me to do this? I can't rip pages from the Bible? Then why do we live like some of the pages are missing? Then why do we preach like some of the pages are missing? Then why do we raise our children like some of the pages are missing? If we are to the... If we are to defeat Ahab, Jezebel, and Baal, we have to preach the whole word and nothing but the word. So help us, God. Somebody shout like you know the word of God. The word of God will never fail. Lift up your hands. Let me tell you what the most exciting moment of tonight has been thus far. With your hands raised. You want to know what it is? I was about to rip pages from God's word. And the next generation. I'm about to run up in here. The next generation said. There is a generation rising up. There is a generation rising up. That will not sell the gospel of Jesus. Somebody shout like you know. That generation will inherit a, a greater portion of the mantle. The next generation will not inherit your sins, our sins. Our children and our children's children will inherit our mantles in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, raise one hand. If you truly believe it, raise both hands. We gotta preach like none of the pages are missing. We gotta stop ignoring chapters that are politically incorrect. It doesn't matter if people unfollow you. It doesn't matter I live in California. It doesn't matter if you have protesters outside your sidewalk. Speak truth with love about absolutely everything. Open up. What's the last time as a pastor you had a sermon about human sexuality and holy sexuality? What's the last time you stood up and said, we still believe that God made men? In his image, he made man, man. He made a woman, woman. You don't have the ability nor the inclination to reconstruct what God already defined. Lift up your hands. We got to teach the whole word. The mantle is for us to preach the word in and out of season. Definitely we're out of season. This is an out of season moment. But we need to preach the word in and out of season. Preach the whole word. Preach it with love. You don't, you're not out there angry, but you preach it with love, but you preach it. And don't give me the line, Pastor Sam. All we got to do is love. Listen to me. If all you do is talk about love, you're nothing less than a California hippie. If all you do is love, if someone's about to fall over a cliff, stop telling them you love them. Tell them the truth. You're about to fall over the cliff. Yes, God is love. 
But if you want to get technical about it, John 8, 32, John 8, 36, and ye shall know the love, and the love will set you. I read that wrong. Oh, sorry. And ye shall know the, and the truth shall set you free. If all we do is love, we're hippies. On the other side, if all we do is speak truth without love, we're mathematicians. The moment we speak truth in love, we are children of the living God. We are born again Christians who change the world. Let me conclude. Stand with you are standing. This guy, pick up the, the barrel here. This guy was 1 Kings 19, 19. He was pushing a plow. Y'all missed it. Okay, let me do it again. Elijah, the prophet of the mantle, finds a plow pusher. God told him Elijah. So he comes over, he finds the plow pusher. Now, in truth, this is the, hmm, he, he wasn't binging on Netflix or swiping. He was pushing the plow. You missed that. There are people that have never pushed the plow that want the mantle without ever pushing the plow. If you don't know what it is to push the plow in your family, in your home, in your ministry, in your calling, on good days and bad days, via the conduit of biblical historical contextualization, we are privy to and we're cognizant of the fact that Elijah would have to get up with the exception of the day of rest and he would have to push the plow, break the ground, and sow the seed. On good days and bad days, sunny days and rainy days, happy days and sad days, on days with Will Smith and Chris Rock and Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, it doesn't matter. He would have to get up and push the plow and break the ground and sow the seed. He would do it faithfully. It's not a coincidence. The plow pusher ended up carrying the mantle. So if you know what it is to push the plow on good days and bad days, sunny days and rainy days, happy days and sun, I want you to get ready. There is a mantle of promotion coming your way. The plow of perseverance will always lead to the mantle of promotion. Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary of doing what is right. At the appropriate time, in God's appointed time, you will reap a harvest of blessings for not giving up. Hey, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to land this right now. Watch, as you stand with me, watch this. Before he placed that on him, Jezebel tweeted. Her tweet. This is right after Elijah had his big moment, the iconic, legendary moment. If when fuego, boom, barbecue, tri-tip, you name it, everything's. And then he ran. You name, I mean, hashtag best day ever. Right? Fire, pray for rain. Come on, servant, look up seven times. Boom, rain, woo, run. Got there first. You can't beat that day. And then. Jezebel says, I swear by my gods, in 24 hours, you will die. You would assume that Elijah would read the tweet and go like, whatever. Dude, I prayed for a drought. It happened. I prayed for fire. It happened. 
I prayed for rain. So this witch, is that too strong? So the Bible says, don't judge me, judge the book. She, she tweeted, oh, whoo, he, you would think Elijah would go like, but no. He reads the tweet, he reads the message. You know what he does? He literally freaks out. He runs away from ministry. He goes, ah, I'm gonna die. He ends up under a tree. Under a tree, a solitary broom tree. What a descriptor. Then he ends up the side of a cave on a mountain where God verbatim says the following, read this. God literally says, Elijah, what are you doing here? Hey guys, when God asks, what are you doing there? You're probably lost. <laughs> he goes, what are you doing? What happened to Elijah? Are you ready for this? The battle was between your mind and your mantle. The battle is between your mind and your mantle. The battle is between the thoughts that run through your head and the calling of God upon your life. The battle, the true battle is between anointing and anxiety. It's between drama and destiny. The battle is between your memories and your imagination. How many know the battle has already been won? Oh, y'all didn't hear that. I didn't ask how many think, how many hope, how many aspire, how many, how many know the battle has already been won. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, Christ is our victory. Therefore, we will not be moved. I want you to hear me. When your integrity is greater than your influence, nothing can stop you. I will repeat that. When your integrity is greater than your influence, nothing can stop you. When your hunger for righteousness is greater than your fear of criticism, nothing can stop you. When you are driven by anointing rather than ambition, nothing can stop you. And when your praise is louder than your pain, when your praise is louder than your pain, nothing can stop you. Are there any worshipers in the house here tonight? She said, in 24 hours, you will die. Well, you know the story. 24 hours passed and he did not die. Amen. Yeah. A week passed. He did not die. Go get him, tiger. What if I tell you a month passed? He did not. A year passed. Okay. A decade passed. What if I tell you a hundred years passed? What you talking about, Willis? A hundred years passed. Elijah did not die. What if I tell you a thousand years passed? What? Elijah did not die. What if I tell you it's been approximately 2,800 years since Jezebel's tweet? And guess who has yet to die? Oh, y'all missed it. Put that down, Josh. 
2 Kings chapter 2 verse 11 says Elijah and Elisha were walking together when suddenly a chariot of fire separated them. Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind. He never died. No, he never died. The next time we see Elijah is Matthew 17 verse 2 on the Mount of Transfiguration. Guess who shows up taking a selfie with Jesus? What does this mean? Can you imagine Elijah's tweet back to Jezebel all the years later? Hey, Jezebel, guess who I'm taking a selfie with? I'm here to tell you whatever hell has declared upon you, your family, your children, your church, your generation, your nation, the opposite will take place. <laughs> Lift up your hands. Whatever the enemy has declared upon you, upon our generation, upon our nation, the opposite will take place. Because when heaven starts it, hell cannot stop it. Because he is faithful to finish the work he has started, Philippians 1.6. Because Hebrews 10.23, rest assured that he is faithful to keep all of his promises. Oh, everything God has said. Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. He is faithful to protect you, to guard you from all evil. 1 John 5, 18. God's children do not make it a habit of sinning. Because they are God's children, God protects them. And the enemy will not touch them. <sighs> Lift up your hands. There are promises. Whatever the enemy, whatever Jezebel has declared upon you, Upon your children and your children's children, the opposite will take place. When you are in Christ, and Christ is in you, when you abide in him, his words abide in you, John 15, 7, the opposite will take place. With your hands raised. Come here, Josh. Pick up that barrel. Elijah did this to Elisha. When I put this on, you're going to let this go. Because there's a season to push the plow and a season to carry the mantle. Can I just declare, your children will not inherit your plows. Your children will inherit your mantles. How many believe that? Elisha has never been referenced as the plow pusher. You don't go around preaching about Elisha's the plow pusher. It's always the guy who inherited the double portion, the mantle. You will not be defined by what you've been pushing. You will be defined by what you carry from heaven in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to place this on J.E. Joshua, Elisha. He's going to let go of this. Let it go when I put this on you. If there's anyone here who says, Pastor Sam, this word is 193% me. Not only in society and culture, but in life, the battle is between the mind and the mantle. Take every thought into captivity. Renew your mind daily. The mind of Christ that was referenced earlier. This is the day everything changes. I do believe we're about to see an outpouring of the Spirit of God. I know there are detractors out there, even within the kingdom, with, with great hearts, brothers and sisters in Christ. 
who say, y'all, Pastor Sam, don't preach about revival and awakening and the glory and the Holy Spirit because things are going to get darker and darker and darker and nothing's really going to happen. Well, we're about to see the glory of Jesus like never before. Because of Luke 137, the word of God never fails. So I'm going to place this on you. And if this message is 193.7% for you, and you're saying, I'm willing to let go of my plow, what I've been pushing, and for the rest of my journey, I'm going to live life with what God has. Romans 8.30. I have called you, chosen you, given you right standing, and placed upon you my glory for you to carry. Oh. So you're going to be defined by what you carry from heaven, not by what you've been pushing. There's a season to push, and then there's a season to go with a mantle. There's a new anointing coming your way, a fresh infusion of the Holy Spirit that will catapult your life and ministry. You're about to see what you have never seen before. So when I place this on him, if this is for you, you come out of your seat and you join me. If it's not for you, you don't have to. You can stay right there and help me pray. Say, you know what? I got it. That's fine. But if this message is for you, come out of your seat and join me. When I play this on you, you let go and everyone else is going to let go of their plow. And they're going to receive a new mantle. Lift up your hands and the count of three. Here we go. One, two, three. Receive it. Receive your mantle. If that's you, come up here right now. Go quickly. Go get your mantle. Come up here with your hands raised. Get your mantle. Get your mantle. Get your mantle. Hey, I sense the anointing of God. Get your mantle. Hey, get your mantle. Get your mantle. Get your mantle. A fresh anointing. A fresh anointing. A fresh anointing. A fresh anointing. The fullness, the fullness of Christ, the finished work of Christ. Get your mantle. The finished work of Jesus in you, with you, and through you. Get your mantle to do what you have not done before, to see what you have never seen before, to occupy the promises of God, to preach the gospel in and out of season, to preach truth with love. Right now, get your mantle, get your mantle, get your mantle, get your mantle, get your mantle. For the sake of your children and your children's children, get your mantle. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. When your integrity is more important than your influence, nothing can stop you. Get your mantle. God is preparing you now. He's been preparing you for the past few years for this very season. He's been preparing your character for the calling, the testimony for the title. Get your mantle. 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 Get your mantle in the name of Jesus. I sense the Lord. I sense God. I sense the Lord. Lift up your hands. with the spirit of Elijah which is the spirit of God indeed the spirit of Christ indeed through the finished work of Christ get it 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 get it
Look up here for a second as you stand here. We can't do this with one generation. Elijah and Elijah must walk together to Gilgal, to Bethel, to Jericho and Jordan. The enemy is completely after the next generation. We need all the Elijahs, all the spiritual moms and dads to rise up. We need to just bless, help the next generation emerge. Instead of talking down, we're going to talk up. Instead of criticizing, we're going to elevate. That Elijah generation will do greater things in the name of Jesus. Hence the spiritual attack, hence the warfare, hence our obligation to go to Gilgal and show them, show them the altars, show them that the God of the impossible is still our God. Remind them that the moment it becomes impossible, it officially belongs to God. The moment it becomes impossible, it officially belongs to God. Take them to Bethel. Show them the hard place. Show them in your hardest hour, God will give you a dream and a vision. Show them that. Show them. Show them Jericho. That God is able to bring down any and all obstacles. And declare that your children will walk upon the ruins of what you bring down in your generation. And take them to the Jordan and take that mantle and remind them when there is something in front of you that comes against what God has placed inside of you. Remind them what God, who God has placed inside of them is greater than anything hell can place in front of them. Greater is he that is in you. With your hands raised. Heavenly Father, today, by the authority of heaven, with fear and trembling, we come before you in Jesus' name, believing you wholeheartedly, completely, I sense your presence here for a deposit of this anointing, the mantle of your spirit, the mantle of drought, fire, and rain, the mantle of speaking truth with love, the mantle of when heaven starts and hell cannot stop it. We receive this mantle. The mantle is a fresh infusion of the Holy Spirit. 1 John 2.27 So with this new, fresh authority, we confront the spirit of Ahab, Jezebel, and Baal. And every lying, deceptive principality and power of darkness, we occupy all of your promises and declare the freedom exclusively found in the finished work of Christ. We will change the world for thy name's sake. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Here's what I want you to do, and here's how I'm going to finish here. Where's the bishop? Come up here, bishop. Here's what we're going to do. When I say one, I want you all to go like this. Grab a hold of your plow. When I say two, I want you to look up with a smile. Like you know there's something amazing coming your way. When I say three, I want you to take that plow, chuck it, put it to the side, take one step, 
and give God the most absolute, unbridled, uncensored expression of praise you've given him in the past two and a half years. The kind of praise that just irritate and pop Jezebel's ears drum. This is a, so we're ready to do this. Are you ready? So Bishop, you gonna do this with me? Ready? One. No hype, no joke. I've seen it. During COVID in the state of California, we received this message. God gave us a word. We ran with it. And in the midst of COVID, we, our church blew up and grew to levels we had never seen before in all of our previous years. We've seen more people come to Jesus as Lord and Savior, more people delivered and more people filled with the Holy Spirit in the past two years than all of the previous years combined. So here it is. And if it could happen in California, it could definitely happen in Florida. Here we go. That's one. No joke. Get ready to see your prodigal sons and daughters come back home. Here we go. Turn your porch light on. It's going to happen. Two. You're about to see the glory of God. More signs, wonders, healings, and miracles than ever before. Here we go. Florida, here we go. One, two, three. 